0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin, as we tackle Obvious Bicycle off of Modern Vampires of the City. The first track, opening track, definitely a different style as the album comes from previous albums. It's very, it kind of eases you into the album, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, great tone setter for the rest of the record. I completely agree on that front. weird that we have that a lot weird i guess weird that we have this and then unbelievers right after which i guess is a little bit more familiar you know but you're right like this is definitely a different it, it's a it's a tone setter for sure
0: yeah it's very slow steady kind of eases you in um has the nice piano which we tweeted about on the account page but there's a video of them performing this at Fuji Rock and that piano just takes over in that. Uh, highly highly recommend finding that uh, live recording but they mix in at the end Son of a Preacher Man too, and Danielle Haim is on this so it's kind of Kind of retconning Modern Vampires in the City, adding Danielle. To it.
1: <laughs> it's and this was 2018. So this is before we really knew what we were gonna get, and yet, like, it was very Father of the Bride. That's a good, you point. know, like,
0: oh, and wow. I
1: mean, when Brian Why comes was in, here, then what? When Brian comes in with the like wah pedal guitar solo, <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? I mean, like, it's it's a Grateful Dead song. I mean, it's. Yeah. Re- it's so good like I just watched it again now after watching it last night um I think I'm ready to call this this band the greatest American band of all time
0: <laughs> there the, there's a lot of controversy they talked about it on time crisis for a while about but... the
1: transition of the band
0: no no the who is the greatest American band of all time and I think there's, there's I there's no th- clear answer
1: No, it's weird because like, it's, I think if you go greatest band of all time, most people say the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or like Led Zeppelin. But I think Americans, America, America, like obviously invented rock. Um, And then you had these great songwriters like Dylan and Paul Simon, and we'll get to Paul Simon later today, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really have the band. And a legitimate answer to this question is probably the Grateful Dead, you know? Yeah, I, I don't see who else it is know. You know, as a band. Because I mean, there were, there were solo artists like Bruce Springsteen and yeah. Paul Simon who probably were more influential to the overall music landscape. But I think if the question is band, the answer is Grateful Dead.
0: So I just looked up a list of top 50 American bands. Um, I'll, I'll just read the top five, okay? Um, actually top six, because I think number six should be one. So the Doors, is that six?
1: That's a good one. Yeah, I think, I, they should, I think
0: the Doors should be number one. They
1: probably should be one or two. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, number five is Aerosmith.
1: You and I have opinions about Aerosmith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they were good for their time. I just don't think they have much of a lasting. It's
1: just too, like, there's not really a word for it um them pairing up with run
0: dmc though is like an all-time move
1: it's so sick yeah the run dmc <laughs> version of that song is better than the original but... oh yeah
0: yeah i remember yeah. Um, there was a everyone hates chris episode where he like he can't go to the aerosmith concert that he was gonna go to or no the run dmc concert and then the kids come back the next day and they're like you missed out Aerosmith like came out and they started playing Walk This it Way it's just like oh like it's the modern day equivalent of let's see do you have a modern day equivalent
1: I oh, am God. trying to think um Sway Lee and Post Malone doing a Vampire yeah. Weekend song yeah <laughs> um who's to say that like Public Enemy isn't the greatest American quote unquote band of all time or Vampire. like Run DMC you know what NBA, I mean and, like yeah that's a fair – that's a fair – oh, sorry. Siri just started saying – <laughs> I don't know. Um, You could make that case. Uh, but I, I. anyway, finish the list because I'm curious where this goes. Yeah. Number
0: four is Creedence Clearwater Revival.
1: That is an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I agree, but it does have a lasting legacy only because of how much they're tied to Vietnam.
1: <laughs> yes. I. Did you see the tweet the other day that was – The first guy in Vietnam to play (laughs) Fortunate Son, and all the homies were like, "Dude, you've totally captured the vibe."
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Number three. This one's a good one. Uh, Van Halen.
1: Oh, that is really interesting because it's like David David Lee Roth kind of like I don't want to say he invented a thing, but he was like dudes rock. They invented dudes rock to an American audience. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll give him that. Um and Eddie is obviously probably I mean it just changed the game when it came to metal guitar. You know, he invented tapping as a technique. Um
0: So what, what well, are your guess guesses at two and one?
1: So we haven't said Grateful Dead yet. I'm assuming they're not on the list because I'm assuming this person, if they Um You said doors at six. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna say Nirvana. Someone's probably
0: I I would say Nirvana, but they're fourteen on this list. Okay, because I was I, thinking the same thing.
1: Nirvana. Someone, somebody in like they're in 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 a certain world might say Talking Heads. I wouldn't go that far. They were number seven.
0: Okay, Grateful um, Dead's number twenty-two.
1: That's just well. Okay, <laughs> um, Beach Boys. Wait, a minute. okay. Yeah, Beach, I don't know. Beach Boys I don't know. Is
0: I, number one. Okay, so you have one it, of two. The, you're, you're not going to guess two.
1: It's not going to be the birds. The birds aren't going to be that uh, high. They,
0: they were top 20,
1: but... Um, I actually completely blanked on the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys should probably be top three.
0: Well, they're um, number certainly. one, so...
1: Okay, so who's the two then?
0: Um, yeah, you're never going to guess this. Uh, I'll give you one hint. Uh, go Gators.
1: It's not... You're gonna to call Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers as a, yeah. So I, this is an issue I have because like I, I I consider Tom Petty to be a solo act, even though he's not really. Yeah. You know, and musically that was collaborative, but he was the creative force behind all the songwriting. You know, um, and I I Mike Campbell is one of my favorite guitarists, so I mean I, I respect the hell out of him, but. I. That's very interesting. Okay, um, I wow. Yeah, I can't believe um, we blanked the Beach Boys because that that just <laughs> kind of seems tough because for us to forget that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard with because there's not many bands with like huge staying power in like U.S. music scene, I guess
1: because like are you then going to say that bruce springsteen should be a top band because clarence clemens was such a huge part of yeah. his sound you know what i mean like yeah. at what point are you gonna you gotta draw the line somewhere i would draw the line and say tom petty's a solo artist but you know teach their own
0: yeah one one band that i think deserves honorable mention is uh, allman brothers
1: oh yeah totally um
0: big agree and ramones is also mentioned a lot in this conversation that's a good
1: one um i would say if, if anybody's into jammy stuff and hasn't gotten into like early allman brothers dwayne allman's an incredible slide guitarist um definitely check out some of that kind of stuff um yeah but it's 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 almost like a semantics question because what do you call a band like is simon and garfunkel a band they were you know? listed
0: yeah oh in really top 10. yeah
1: okay who, who made this list? I'm curious. Uh, I just closed it. Okay. <laughs> well, this is a good talk. That was interesting.
0: It, yeah, it's one. I I have a question on where you drink them. Is um, Rage Against the Machine?
1: I don't know the band really at mm. all. Um, and it's like, you know, just thinking from like forty thousand feet up, it's like. I think if you want to talk about greatness, you have to talk about legacy and influence and they definitely did a new thing. And I think they definitely consider it should, should be given recognition for that. Um,
0: Here's here's a good one. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I was going to
1: say like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Outcast. Oh yeah. I mean, I freaking love Outcast. I don't, I guess I think about like what, who, hoops they influenced you know but like i think at some point you do have to give credit for them just being that big of a deal and being that good at their jobs um rage against the machine i almost put rage against the machine in, in the same category as like red hot chili peppers because like they kind of took elements from different things created a vibe and they were kind of the first people to do that but at the same time who did they influence you know they didn't influence anybody so far that's gone on to do something like really, really cool. Whereas that's you true. look at like the talking heads and it's like, you see that influence everywhere.
0: That's true. So that was a, uh...
1: that was, I lo- I could talk about this kind of stuff. For
0: hours. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you for enabling me.
0: So can vampire weekend get there?
1: I mean, this is a song where you see, I mean, you, you start to see some of the influence because like, it feels very LP three because of the piano and the roster production, but it's a it's it's like a blues chord progression, you know. So like you're coming from somewhere, um, and that's why it's fun to see them jam that with like the rhythm and blues like son of a preacher man thing. Um, I would say yeah. I know like I like I, I love to joke that the next album is going to be like a free jazz kind of thing, but who's to say it's not going to be? You know yeah. they're doing a really good job of taking. Ezra's just incredible songwriting prowess and applying it to these different, you know, elements to bring in, be it funk, like we talked about last time, be it, you know, like rhythm and blues. So maybe, I don't know. The songwriting is good enough to the point where like there could be consideration.
0: Yeah, definitely. So back to the song. Um, So I like the song a lot more than I thought. I, Agreed. I, I feel like I don't listen to the song intentionally on its own a lot, but in terms of how it captures the essence of the album and allows you to transition into a full album listen, it's, it's unbeaten.
1: Yeah, you are, you're setting the tone, like we said, not only musically, but I think in some sense lyrically. This is an incredibly sure. introspective song you know, and we have our characters in this album going through so many doubts, so many internal struggles, that this is kind of a common theme that we'll get to here, this whole, like, thinking about your life, thinking about what you should do kind of thing, everybody thinks about that, like, pretty much every day of their lives, but, like, to have that kind of, I don't want to say simple theme, but, you know, more shared experience, and then leaning into some of the more particular conversations that are had on this album i think works out really well
0: we said recently that modern vampires is their jewish album uh, Mm -hmm. for simplicity's sake (laughs) is this their millennial millennial album too
1: yes i i would say yeah
0: Um, because this song i feel like is a snapshot of the millennial angst that was coming out in the early 2010s.
1: Totally cuz you're like you're like mid Obama era and I think you know for a lot of people I mean I was in high school I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't able to give a shit. Uh, but for people <laughs> who were like more like tuned in, you had this sense of like you felt like things could change, but you know we've been at war in the Middle East for like a decade now what's happening, what's not happening, can things happen? I think when you place the, this album in that context, then that conversation becomes really interesting.
0: Yeah, and we have to remember that the band came out of college around the the recession of 2008, right? And so um, they probably had a lot of experience yeah, talking ish. to people. They had probably had a lot of friends who experienced coming into that job market, um, which... I mean, we came into a job market of COVID, so <laughs> not, yeah, not too you, far off.
1: You and I were very lucky to have things lined up before COVID, but not yeah. everybody was quite as lucky. I remember I saw a tweet, I follow a couple like, you know, like architecture accounts and this guy who works in architecture Chicago tweeted something about how like, wow, it seems like there's really kind of a, a lacking of, you know, architects with 10 to 15 years of Industry experience. <laughs> I wonder what happened in 2008. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was that's, not funny, no, but like, wow, it's it's kind of it's interesting how you know something that affected people so personally and so acutely fifteen years ago, we're not still seeing the ramifications from that.
0: That's the field of architecture, man. Uh, my mom graduated with a degree in architecture, but really went I didn't in the housing that. crisis of eighty eight. Um, oh, and so. Only one person in her like twenty person architecture class ended up staying in architecture.
1: That's freaking bizarre. Yeah, I didn't know your mom had an architecture degree. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: So um, that's how architecture works. It's like the little the housing crises and recessions are just gaps of like none of those people exist Mm -hmm. in terms of recent grads. Um, but yeah, so I. I definitely think this song is about a millennial who's around 20, just graduated college and trying to enter the job market and just struggling, struggling. He's he's uh, shaving his face every day before that job interview, uh, but there's, there's nothing out there. I mean, we, we can jump in line by line. Let's go.
1: Let's get into it.
0: So, mornings come, you watch the red sun rise. The LED still flickers in your eyes. Oh, you ought to spare your face the razor because no one's going to spare the time for you.
1: That's pretty desolate. That's tough.
0: Yeah, when, when <laughs> red really without tough. the optimistic piano behind it, it's pretty tough.
1: But hey, you know, almost 10 years later, you can have a beard in the workplace again. So... <laughs> true as a guy who does it fairly regularly you know welcome back i watched the big short um last week and i jokingly like to refer to it as a period piece but there is some sense in which it is because like people dress differently even though it was only 10 years ago people had different haircuts and it's It's like nobody nobody had beards in a professional setting back then and now it's there's things are looser
0: yes it's the current Um, year (laughs) yeah so I, I think it's just someone who's trying to get a job and just failing to get interviews. No one's sparing the time for them. Um, yet they still have hope and are shaving their face daily just in case. What What did you think of the, Le- what's the LED in this case?
1: I don't know if it was like, LED is very specific. I don't know if it's like the guys like staying up late watching TV or something. That's like where my mind initially went, but what did you think? Because it does seem interesting that we're very specifically hearing LED. Uh, I mean, is it specific?
0: There's a lot of things with LED. Like the alarm clock could be LED, his phone, Fair. Uh Fair. computer monitor. Fair. So um, I, I assumed there was a computer monitor with him looking at job postings.
1: Oh, okay. That's cool.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it could be a lot of different things.
1: Something, yeah. something to that effect. You know, in any, yeah. in any case.
0: Yeah. And this was actually written in twenty or 2009.
1: Um, oh, really? I didn't...
0: Time of Contra.
1: I didn't see that. That yeah. is really interesting. So
0: right after the Great Recession of 2000, or however they label it, 2008 recession. Yeah.
1: I forgot yeah. about, again, like I said, I watched the big short. And it's like, it's funny to think about. Because like, I think... I remember it being a kid is like, Oh, the stock market crashed on one day, but it really was something that happened over the course of like several months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely remember the same. Um, yeah. So going forward, no one's going to watch you as you go from a house you didn't build and can't control. Oh, you are. Can we stop third. there for a sec? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it's weird to think about this cause it's like, the line about from a house you didn't build and can't control, it almost strikes me as this sense where perhaps the older generation said something along the lines of like, you know, we built this, we were a part of this. Now you're like participating in it, but you personally have not done anything. And maybe this is kind of reflecting the defeated, pessimistic attitude that the, the character in question here is harboring.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: You know, because it's like, if if they are just out of college and they didn't do that yet, you know, like, I mean, I've lived in this apartment for the year and a half since I got it. Um, The house was built in like 1915. You know, I didn't build it. I am paying for it, but, you know, I'm just participating in it, you know, and like, I think this is a, maybe a, an expansion on that idea because this person is, is, is even more desperate because they feel like they don't have a job. They feel like they don't have prospects, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it has to do with the fact that it's a renter's economy and uh, millennials, as we all know, don't own houses, as, as so many articles, right? Um, but the it could be an eviction too. I mean, no one's going to watch you as you go. No, yeah, no, one, I, no one cares if you have to leave. It's, no, it's and I, I
1: I, definitely took that first line, no one's going to watch you as you go, to mean a, like, the world's not looking out for you thing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like in a St. Elmo's fire, like Rocky Four soundtrack kind of way, where it's like, you got to make your own way, like, hashtag grindset. <laughs> it's more like, oh, shit, I got to figure this out, you know?
0: Just just wait till LinkedIn sees that.
1: (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) you see that picture of the palm tree yesterday. (laughs)
0: That's what I was thinking of.
1: (laughs) But it's, like, I think, like, we've talked about this a couple of times where you have these, like, introspective songs and you think about, like, the You Can Call Me Al, like, midlife crisis thing. This is not that, I think. This is more like, oh... I got to think about what's really important. And we start to get that in the next verse. So we'll get there when we get there. But I think this is like maybe introducing the idea of that trope, but then maybe taking another turn away from it.
0: I also need to bring up, uh, I just saw this. There's a annotation on genius about the whole song, not anything in particular by Rick Rubin. (laughs) Oh,
1: the legend.
0: (laughs) And it he, is, could,
1: he might be the greatest american band of all time yes
0: <laughs> and it is quote an album gets me really excited is modern vampires the city i love it i love it what i like about it is that it sounds completely modern and it sounds completely traditional it could be a paul simon record but it sounds really modern and no one else who's doing modern has that much tradition in it and that combination really speaks to me
1: I love when my opinions are validated by people who are smarter than me. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't aware, Rick Rubin basically invented modern hip hop.
0: He invented a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he definitely has the most diversified producer po- portfolio I've ever seen.
1: He produced some of Johnny Cash's last records before he died. He like did. the dude the dude has the resume in the music industry.
0: He's produced for Paul McCartney, I think. Uh, he was big in the early Beastie Boys. Um, and then I'm just looking at what he's won Grammy, Grammys for. And apparently, uh, Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Sounds, he produced. <laughs> Did not know that. Um, he also produced Stadium Arcadium that year. Great that record. Kelly um, produced dixie chicks at one point
1: i think he produced a lot of chili pepper stuff like i think yeah, he, he produced Blood Sugar sex magic too. because i don't know if you guys have gone deeper on the chili peppers uh, i have too because i got concert tickets for next summer but everything before um uh, blood sugar them, sex yeah. magic is like basically unlistenable it's like it's terrible music <laughs>
0: <laughs> it makes sense that they produce them because yeah kind of goes with beastie boys in terms of styles um yeah he produced adele's 21 uh he produced the new abnormal by the strokes he produced x by ed sheeran uh, <laughs>
1: not not a bad album
0: all over the place but he's also produced like i think metal like i'm not gonna see at yeah. grammys but
1: um i'm just imagining rick rubin and ed sheeran in the same room and it's like hard <laughs> to, to it's hard to think about wow that's fantastic. Where did you find
0: that quote? Was that an interview? Uh, no, it was on Genius.
1: So he, he I'm, like, I'm just went, curious. He
0: went on Genius, and it said verified annotation.
1: <laughs> verified annotation, Rick Rubin, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Rubin, though.
0: So one final note on Rick Rubin. Uh, he did completely alter at the last second and make beautiful Jesus. so... Rick really? Also confirmed, baby. So, never a connection between Vampire Weekend.
1: And Yeezus was like, same year, 2013. And that was another album that was like, at the time, was like, what the hell are you doing? And then all of a sudden, like, it has grown into, I don't want to use the word classic because it's like, that's weird, but it's like, many it's people.
0: completely altered modern music.
1: Think about all the memes that get made with uh, Blood on the Leaves, you know, with the little part at <laughs> the end. I mean, we're, it's we're so it's, we're. So, I, I think I think the first time I saw the like, what's the movie where Keanu's like forehead gets pushed and he gets thrown out the back of that like spaceship, or whatever.
0: No clue. You uh, it was the Matrix.
1: No, uh, I was before. I think it's older Keanu, but pre New Matrix.
0: Okay. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah I, I don't think you can listen to people like philly eilish and nazi they use this influence mm-hmm. so back back to the song uh oh you ought to spare your face the razor because no one's gonna spare the time for you you ought to spare the world your labor it's been 20 years and no one's told the truth Vampire Weekend anti-work confirmed.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's anti-work because I think we all have our place. Um, but I think the if you look at somebody who may not have as favorable of a view as the way the current, you know, socioeconomic system works... And then you're like, oh, maybe we're not all incentivized to like find things that work well for the better men of society. It's like, does it really matter what job I have, Mm -hmm. you know? So maybe it's not necessarily sparing the labor, but it's like, if this is the way we're going to live our lives and society's going to work, why should I put so much effort into like finding a good fit for me? you know, when I'd rather, you know, put more of my effort into my interests, you know, my friends, my family. Um, Nico and I are very lucky because we're both currently doing things that we like. Um, At least I am. Uh, But not everybody is. Not everybody's lucky. Um, So you you gotta do
0: this line is what makes me start to think if this is autobiographical about Ross because Rostam's the one who wrote it but about Rostam because there had to be a point when they had to decide am I going to go and get a normal job or am I going to try to pursue this Vampire Weekend thing
1: especially if it was written in 09 Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: because I mean you would have already released LP1 at that point and LP1 did quite well but you know, there have been many guys that have done one album that called quits, you know, because mm-hmm. you still don't know. Like a lot a lot of people do not make money off their first album. You know, it takes a while to get into it. Um, and obviously we know the choice these guys made. And, you know, even though Rossum's not a part of the band anymore, he's still doing well for himself. That's a really interesting thought.
0: Yeah. So I, I think this tackles the question of do you want to like you said do you want to pursue your interest or fall in line with what society tells you to go as your next step so as they tell us in the chorus so listen oh so listen oh don't wait don't wait so yeah I, i think it's just an encouragement to go and do what you want to do and not fall in line with what society is urging you to do
1: but there's the what are we listening to you know. The album, great! It's the
0: first track. To me- <laughs> it's telling you to listen to the rest of the album.
1: It's like, um, what's another great album that starts like that? Uh, I don't know. Welcome to the Black Parade. Yes, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Come all around and gather. I um, I listened to that album this week. I also listened to Rhythm of the Saints this week, um, which. We can talk about that now. We can talk about that later. Um, That's another album that has a track that has the word obvious in it as the first track on the album. Mm. Uh, That is an album by Paul Simon, you know, The Godfather. Um, (laughs) That is an album that deals with themes of introspection and like midlife crisis and getting older, Uh, especially The Obvious Child, which is the first track. Um, Yeah,
0: you want to jump on that? Because... I was gonna ask, why is it called Obvious Bicycle?
1: I actually don't know. I it may have just been like, a, hey, we like this 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 uh, this name, but obvious makes me think that there's got to be. I'd like to think there's a connection to that Paul Simon album. You yeah, know what I mean?
0: I think so too. Because by the way, no you, guys you guys have obvious reason for it to be Obvious Bicycle,
1: no, no, because there's really there's absolutely no connection here, and I, maybe they just like the word bicycle. Um, but that's a pretty clear connection. I don't want to say clear connection because it's not obvious. It's a correlation, but we know Paul Simon's an influence. And if you guys as Vampire Weekend heads have not heard Rhythm of the Saints in its entirety, I hadn't until this week. Um, that's your homework because the influences, I, I sent you that one song, Proof, yeah. which I think is the fourth track in the album. Like, yeah, was good. I like, but it's like very much a Vampire Weekend song. Like, I almost like laughed when I heard it the first time. Uh, great record would recommend uh, but I feel like there's got to be a connection there
0: yeah I, I would agree I I just don't see any of a reason for them to call it this yeah it's, it's and they they've done this in the past where their song titles have nothing to do with the song but are instead an homage to something else like yes one like Blake's got a new face totally um so so it's not out of reason to assume that. So going forward, yeah. verse two.
1: Real quick, real quick. On the on the chorus, the other song this brought to mind was Surrender by Cheap Trick, which is like <laughs> kind of a more positive spin on this, but it's the same like parents don't understand like generational thing. And the chorus there being, mommy's all right, daddy's all right, they just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender. But don't give yourself away. It's like Hmm. there's some sense in which, hey, like you do kind of need to fall in line. That doesn't mean you can't be yourself. You know? Yeah. You just need to balance those those things you have to take care of.
0: True. The cheap trick, speaking of live tracks, uh that we talked about earlier. Cheap Trick, I think, might have one of the best live recordings of all time with uh, I Want You to Want Me.
1: Yes, they invented being big in Japan. As, uh, I, think <laughs> really? they, I think Will Harris said that to me jokingly a few years ago, but I mean, it's true. Like, they were not that big until they recorded, I believe, that one, which is um, their like Japanese live album. Yeah, and that was you're right. One of the greatest live tracks ever, because the studio version is terrible. No, I I, I,
0: I went back and listened to the studio version recently. I was like, this is awful.
1: The studio version is so bad. Um, Cheap Trick's an incredible live album. Um, live band overall. I saw them a couple of years ago. Fantastic from Rockford, Illinois. Um, but yeah, they were like they were one of the first bands to be big in Japan. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That is.
0: So keep that list of who to think in mind. And don't forget the rich ones who are kind.
1: I just think this is playing into the value your interpersonal relationships. You know, like do not forget that like that's a really important part of your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I, I
0: read it more as kind of a sarcastic comment. Honestly, like how they they went to an Ivy League school and they're probably told like a bunch of times, like, "Oh, we're we're so thankful for our donors and and such." And I mean, I know at Notre Dame, uh, if we got financial aid, we were asked to write a thank you letter to uh, benefactors.
1: I think even better than that, kind of like that, even better than that. I don't know what they did at Not Hall Mass, but at Keenan Hall Mass. Um I don't know if they got these intentions from somewhere, but the the prayer intentions <laughs> oh, there yes. would be a there That's would be a prayer e- every time there'd be a um like students, alumni, and benefactors of this university. <laughs> yeah, like every freaking time, that. like I mean, yeah, I guess I am thankful that we we really should be thankful because you know, as Christians, yeah. we are called to share our money in those ways. But it is just so funny to think about it like that, because it's a, that's like everything that people hold against Catholics, you know, is like, wow, we're praying for the rich people.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely read it more as a sarcastic comment about that kind of culture that we live in, where uh, even if you don't feel gratitude towards the rich, uh, and there's arguments that you should uh if if you're in a situation like that but um even if you don't then you're still asked to to go ahead and out of your way make sure to be thankful and uh make that apparent
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i I, that's an interesting read of it um
0: it's also just like when you're applying to jobs a lot of times older people say like you should write a thank you letter like note to anyone who interviews you even if they like don't give you the job and yeah like, and i, I yeah, think it, that kind of sucks to like have uh, to do
1: yeah i because part of it's kind of being a kiss ass but part of it is like if you had a good experience i think it's worth i think it's worth writing somebody yeah i can be old school sometimes <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. I don't know, because, I mean... Paul Simon? A, jo- a job interview... A job interview is just as much for you as it is for them. You know, I... Fuck, I can't... Sorry, I just shouldn't curse, but I'm just like, now, now all of a sudden I'm the old guy. Damn it! Um
0: <laughs> I mean, in a certain sense, yes, you are interviewing them at the same time, but I, I only think applies if you do get the job, I guess. I,
1: I became way more comfortable with job interviews when I started having that approach. And I haven't interviewed for a job since I had my current job. Yeah. Um, but like in that interview cycle when I was getting my first job out of college, like I took it as like, I'll figure it out. So I might as well be comfortable on here, you know?
0: See grad school interviews we're already in. So
1: that is funny.
0: So it was fully an interview on our part. And they're gotta be kind of us. I don't know if
1: fun is the right word, but it's gotta be more engaging, fun. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So why don't you spare their world a traitor, take your wager back and leave before you lose? See, this is why I think it's a negative outlook, a negative view on falling in line with what society tells you to do. Because if you do that, you are a traitor to your your, um, generation. It's only if you pursue what you wanna pursue that you truly live and leave before you lose
1: what song did we do um it was on contra where Uh, there was this kind of thing you know but it was more about like yeah oh no um giving up the gun
0: Mm, yes
1: you know kind of a similar thing there so doesn't surprise me, and I mean, obviously, you can you can listen to any members of the band talk about their things, and there's definitely some countercultural sentiment there. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's like, why don't you spare a world a traitor? You wouldn't be a traitor to the world's cause; you'd be a traitor to your own cause. You know, mm-hmm.
0: true, true.
1: But I, I I completely agree with your sentiment. And
0: then you have a beautiful bridge thing. So while the sun's coming out, cover ground cover ground. And if you find some love for these clowns, turn around, turn around. I'll be half asleep on the floor of a high school gym thinking of you and wondering if anyone else could begin to listen. See, the clowns part is why I can't even entertain the notion of them being fine with, like, going into modern society and just getting a job.
1: Do you think that clowns is modern society, though? Because clowns could be the good old boys. Like, Mm. there's a part of me that reads this as, like, a beatniky kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm this, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, this, like, Bob Dylan poet type who's, like... Uh, separate from society you know
0: yeah, there's a erased. part of me that's
1: reading it like that like um you know our friend Sebastian in the first book of uh, Head Revisited that kind of energy is what I'm getting here Nico and I Nico's finished Brideshead Revisited by the yeah, way, about top five way book. it's so freaking good holy cow um that's kind of how this struck me you know what I mean and it's funny to think of the guy who either figuratively figuratively or literally is hang out on the floor of his high school gym but at the same time is instructing somebody else to cover ground you know Mm -hmm. what are they covering ground for oh i never linked those
0: to the last you you know what i mean because
1: it's that guy telling him to do something you know what i mean
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I, i didn't link it to the line about being half asleep on the floor of a high school gym but that makes more sense hmm Cause I had no idea why he was at a high school gym. I didn't know if he was like homeless or what.
1: No, I I, I meant it to it might not even be literal. I think it, it, it likely is more of a figurative, you know, mm-hmm. point here.
0: Yeah. And you're saying it's like basking in the memories of high school with the buddies.
1: I think it could be, but it's yeah, it's 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 hanging on to how you felt at that time. You know, people people like to dream big when they're like high school, college, you know. That's true. Um, you want to hold on to that. Um, and yet it's still, like, like like I said, there's a call to action there, but clearly it's not a call to action to, like, you know, have some, like, very in-line kind of, like, bigwig corporate job, you know, mm-hmm. there's something else going on here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that actually wraps up the bridge pretty well. Um, it's just kind of the nostalgia for the idealism of the past which definitely falls in line with the whole album. But yeah, I, I, I think, personally, this song convinced me that this album is not the Jewish album, but instead the millennial Jewish album.
1: I agree, because it's, it's this struggle of whether or not I should fall in line. And, mm-hmm. you know, Judaism is a very codified religion. I mean,
0: and we'll we'll get to this when we do Diane Young, but that's, like, a question of, like, do you want to live like everyone else and live old, or do you want to go for it all and die young, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's... And then, I mean, even the next song, Unbelievers, is talking about how society thinks differently than them and how they're against society. So...
1: Unbelievers was our first song. Did, yeah. I, I wonder how different that episode would be if we did it today.
0: It'd be pretty different. It'd be pretty <laughs> different. <laughs> Not too, too different. I feel like we did a good job. But yeah, I... what One thing I'll note before we wrap up is the song does sample a track Keep Cool Babylon by Ross Michael and the Sons of Neges. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but apparently... Originally had this really hectic drum beat um, that was inspired by the Dollar Brand record "Good News from Africa," but they removed that by the end, so it's not there anymore. Okay, Um, but this is the only sample on the album.
1: I mean, "Step" is kind of an al is kind of a sample.
0: True, it's an interpret. What is the word? Interpolation.
1: It's. What do you call that cuz it's like it's like I think
0: it's interpolation <laughs> the word.
1: I mean you're 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 using a you're using lyrics from another al another song in a different way. I don't know what you'd call that. We're, we'll get to step but like the layers of sample and cover in mm-hmm. step are kind of ridiculous.
0: It says that And popular music interpolation, also called a replayed sample, refers to using a melody or portion of a melody, often with modified lyrics from a previously recorded song, but re recording the melody instead of sampling it.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's what I define it as. Well, this is just a direct taking of the drums. Cool i i really really like this song yes Um, i think my top five is soon gonna be flower moon and the rest of modern vampires of the city or the rest will be modern vampires
1: probably yeah if someone could get me an mp3 of that performance that nico and i were talking about (laughs) i think i would put that as like number two um (laughs) but i don't think i can do that true 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 so favorite lyric Oh, uh, there's a lot of a lot of good choices here. Take your wager back and leave before you lose. Mm.
0: Even though I had no idea what it meant until, like, you brought up your theory, I have always really liked the I'll be half asleep on the floor of a high school gym line. That's pretty good. I mean, I've been listening to this album, like, a lot since 2013,
1: so... Would I you consider like this your favorite album lines. of all time? Uh, second. What's number one? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, is it really? <laughs> Nico's a huge Black Parade fan.
0: Yeah, it's definitely Welcome to the Black, or just the Black Parade. Um, yeah, I mean, they're probably 1A and 1B, to be honest. But cool. that or... Are... No, Life of Pablo is probably like a good space after that. But it's still probably third.
1: Yeah, I don't know Glad what I would Donda. do. I thought about this a while. I mean, it, College Dropout is up there. Graceland's up there. Born to Run is up there. Exile on Main Street's up there. I don't really know. I've I haven't done like a proper like self audit in a while.
0: Mm. Yeah, I wonder what it would go as for like most listened to albums ever. Because I know, like, my most listened to song ever is um, Australia by The Shins. I don't know if you've ever heard it. I do not know it. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no. It's been overtaken by something. Uh, How- by cough syrup by Young the Giant.
1: Who you How do you know your it? all-time data? Uh, iTunes. They tell you? Uh,
0: if you've had iTunes long enough, yeah. There's okay. a playlist that's top 25 most played.
1: But if I haven't done iTunes in a while. It's
0: Cough Syrup 1, Phantom Limb 2, Australia 3, What Is Life by George Harrison 4, Sleeping That's a 4. banger. This might not be up to date. Now that I'm
1: looking. I at don't right. even cuz I haven't used iTunes uh, in a long time. So I don't know like you know what I mean? Like I don't know how
0: Yeah, I actually think it is up to date cuz Ghost Towns in there.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay, but like I have. I, I just opened the little Apple Music thing on my
0: mm-hmm.
1: on my laptop. Yeah, that's what I have. And I know there used to be a top twenty-five most played, but like, where do I go for that
0: playlist? Just scroll down on the left bar.
1: Yeah, I don't see it. This is great radio. <laughs> Right here. Okay, I don't have that. Let me see if I can, like, right-click and bring it up, because I only have the playlist that I've created over here. Can I yeah. right-click? Yeah, I don't know. New, new smart playlist. What is it? Hmm. All right, I'm just looking to that because that that would be very curious.
0: The picture for this playlist, you know what that is? No, what? It is um, the puffy taco mascot for the San
1: Antonio Missions. <laughs> the mission. It's a great name yeah. for our team. Yeah. I want to look up Apple Music top twenty-five most played how to find dude it's not even open the music app on your iphone make sure you are in the library tab i'm now i'm just getting frustrated <laughs> library tap on playlists scroll down and you will see a playlist titled top 25 most played no i don't i guess it's
0: not not in the cards for you top 25 okay yeah, just... i don't know
1: if it was actually listed as
0: uh in order, because now I pulled it up and this makes more sense. It has Phantom Limb, Australia, Sleeping Lessons by the Shins, and then Cops are up, then Ghost Town, which I definitely would believe is my top five. Okay.
1: Anyway. <laughs> this is a great detour. Um, top five. Let's go. This Life, Stranger, uh... Everlasting Arms, let's put that up there. That ha- should be up there. I've just kind of like been forgetting about it. Flower Moon, and then Unbelievers. I'm
0: going to go Flower Moon, Everlasting Arms, Obvious Bicycle. Nice. Um, what else? Unbearably White. And it's just getting hard. Um... What else do I usually say?
1: Did you say "Everlasting Arms"? Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you say "Flower Moon"?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. This is great you said first. radio. This is great radio. Um. You can you can keep it at four if you want. If you <laughs> if you can't think of a fifth, there's some sense in which you shouldn't pick a fifth. Yeah. As our friend as I'll, our friend Getty Lee once said, if you choose not to decide, you still I'll, have made a put, choice.
0: I'll put uh, the kids still stand a chance. Good. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then our hat for this week is a Notre Dame bucket hat. We've never done a bucket hat on this show. So
1: that's a different Notre Dame bucket hat the one I have. But I'm glad that we're. Both I, I the same have page. two Notre Dame bucket hats. So I might have the one you have. Okay. Um, <laughs> we got to be down to like five songs. We right? have six songs left. Okay. I'm trying okay. to think if I can list them all Orchada, Yahe, Step, um, Diane Young. I don't
0: have her chat in here. So I, need I don't to think we. That. I don't
1: think we did it. I really no, don't think we I, did it. I don't
0: think we did either. I also have obvious bicycles still in here, so there's a lot going on. We didn't
1: do Jerusalem, New York, Berlin. Yeah. Have we done all of LP one? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I'm adding her um, but the song for next week is "Don't Lie."
1: Oh my gosh! How have we not done like <laughs> any of Modern Vampires?
0: <laughs> That's the thing. It's it's wild. There's so much left. Um, yeah, it'd be funny if we had actually done "Don't Lie," but I don't think we have. I'm looking at it up now. We have not. There's Can't no hold. way. Yeah. So <laughs> tune in next week for um, us to talk about "Don't Lie" off of Modern Vampires, which might be, <laughs> as I say, every week we do Modern Vampires. One of my top five songs.
1: Huge. Take it easy, (laughs) folks.